Should you try giving yourself better problems to solve? We've talked before about Astro the dog, the dog that runs 90% or more of your brain and how he's a little inbuilt alarm system. He's all about threat detection because he's been shaped by evolution uh, and natural selection and he was pretty much designed for a time when we lived in a much more dangerous environment. I've talked about this many times before, obviously, that our threats used to be saber-toothed tigers and snakes and the harsh realities of being out in the wild. We were creatures of the wild, us, our soft, fleshy things. That didn't suit us, so we decided let's build shelter, let's build walls, let's build whole cities eventually to keep us a bit safer, more comfortable. You can't blame us, except we did it so fast that our brains couldn't evolve and adapt at the same kind of pace. So what we're stuck with is this big part of our brain. So the prefrontal cortex sorted all that out, mainly. Sorry, overgeneralizing neuroscientists, if you're listening. Uh, though we've still got this, what I refer to as Astro the dog, who's still using the same perspective of the world for living in a rural tribe. So he is constantly looking for problems. And we are, as a result, constantly looking for problems because it was helping, it helped us survive. It made sense to be more sensitive to fear. There wasn't really a downside to being afraid, right? When you lived in a tribe, there were no accomplishments, big feats, right? We were hunter gatherers mainly, right? We didn't need to overcome that much of our fear that we had then as we do now because most of our fear gets pointed towards trivial things like public speaking like it's staring a saber-toothed tiger in the face so if you want to go more into astro the dog you can go back to episodes 11 to 13 where we first introduced that concept Um, but today we're going to keep going with the with joey b podcast ever building on our self-awareness journey and the thousand doors journey as we do we're going to talk about giving yourself better problems to solve now i'm going to take you back to what I believe would have been January 2018. And once again, I'm going to take you with me back to my experiences in Nepal and give you another war story. How we had a school group come and visit us. And it happened to be, it was very sweet, my old school that I went to, my old high school. A group of boys on a trip to Nepal where they go every year to learn about the culture and do community service, um, generously came by and visited our work and the work of Nick Abraham in the region of Sanku. Now, the teacher, who I'm still friends with to this day, pulled the boys together at the end and decided to make a point about the work we were doing. And she knew me while I was a student, knew that I'd done very well in terms from a marks perspective, end of school mark and end of school exams, pointed out that I could be doing anything in the world right now or any career, but I was choosing to be here in Nepal. But she framed it as in I was making, as if I was making a big sacrifice to be doing the work in Nepal. Obviously because it was non-profit and charitable and service-based in nature. And she wanted to make that point to the boys, which I understand is fair enough. Though from my perspective, I couldn't see the sacrifice I was making. You know, what were the alternatives for me at that time? I had already spent a couple of years studying psychology at uni. Um, or wait, well, that was way before that, but you know, I, I didn't really love that path. I'd considered 
law when I first uh, went to uni, but I soon found out that I was not interested in all the reading and the dry legal mumbo jumbo. Just got a helicopter going past. Uh, so I knew those weren't options. So is that is that what I was turning down? A prestigious career path where I could have earned more money or be building towards a more profitable career because I certainly would not have rathered been working a kind of really a traditional corporate job or you know still studying at university which I did not like the learning format and having to do exams and I certainly would not prefer any of those options to be being in Nepal a ground roots kind of initiative tackling the problems of real people's lives people's work life balance and opportunity flow in life and I was there in the thick of it right there was just nothing more interesting to me so it was funny like what was I passing up this probably made better opportunities rather than turn down good opportunities and that is the reward of having really meaningful and worthwhile problems to solve right? which is very very powerful uh, and that's that's the story I learned about doing that work in Nepal. Uh, so, you know, we all have what appear to be problems right now. Appear to be. As Anthony DeMello says, there's no problems in the world. Nature has no problems. If there were no people, there would be no problems. You think about nature just going around. The, the, the tigers and the chimpanzees are not complaining about any of the problems in the world. We bring the problems. So it's kind of a funny term to use when I do agree with that perspective of DeMello, but for argument's sake, let's just keep going with the argument and the point. Okay? And the point is that Astro the dog, that wiring to look for problems in our environment. When I was working in real estate, the people who complain the most about what's happening in their apartment with a leaking tap or noise of the neighbors or anything like that, People who complain the most are the ones with the most time on their hands because they've got the most time to look around and scan their environment for threats. But this threat detection is always relative. They just look for the best threats they've got, best things they can complain about. And it's a consequence of not having better problems to solve. It's really hard to be worried about what flavor sauce you're having for dinner tonight or how noisy the neighbors are when the problems you face on a daily basis are you know, how do I bring work to this rural community in Nepal? How do we overcome the challenges in our culture that stem out of an outdated education system and global warming, right? Uh, freedom of speech, <laughs> take your pick. You got the same threat detection system. I know they're not exactly the same, but what are you going to point your effort and energy towards? So there's always this, I really hate and dislike the whole point of you know, appreciate what you have because there's people who have it worse off than you. Because when you're facing a threat and you're facing a saber-toothed tiger, you can't think about what some poor bugger on the other side of the world is going through. Your perspective is narrowed in and zoomed into your life. You Fight or flight, you conserve resources in your body towards a threat when you're facing it and the same thing happens to your mental energy. Your, your body gears you in to deal with the threat in front of you. So when your, when your head's in the in the mouth of a tiger, it's really hard to, to get outside and, and think bro more broadly about what's going on in the outer world. What I find more useful is having different grades of problems within my own life. 
that I can compare to. And it's that bucket metaphor again, okay, which talk, talked about in the last two episodes, about you put things in your bucket when it fills up, you're forced to take things out if you want to put something else in. You can only focus on so much at one time, so it relates to attention. You can also only allocate time towards so much at one time. It relates to your time because they're finite resources. They're capped, so there is a bucket there. So by finding real meaningful challenges to deploy your fleet of resources to, maybe your money, maybe your attention and your time, your energy, whatever else exists, you're forcing the crap stuff out of the bucket. You know, the easiest way to stop worrying about something trivial is not to try to stop worrying because that, that actually guarantees you're going to think about it more. You're going to think about the threat more. It's like you being scared of a saber-toothed tiger. Don't think about it, right? Don't think about the saber-toothed tiger. They're not around. We're still talking about the tiger. It's putting it in your consciousness more. Whereas when you get other problems to solve, that, that push the lesser fears out of the bucket. It's the more effective way. You know, same principles they say, you know, you don't want to be angry. Don't focus on culling your anger directly. Focus on gratitude because you can't feel anger at the same time as gratitude. They conflict. So, and a disclaimer, anxiety is not the same as problems, dealing with problems and confronting challenges in your environment. Right? So I'm not saying it's easy to just displace anxiety if your experience is anxiety, which is, you know, more of a, more of an excessive fear towards something. Uh, but it certainly is what you're on a more intellectual kind of masculine thinking level uh, locked horns with and what you're devoting that mental energy you have towards. Okay, problem solving is really at the heart of some key disciplines like entrepreneurship, engineering, you know, really any good creative endeavor, in my opinion, obviously, is, is problem-solving focused. It's not about being an entrepreneur, being a writer, being an engineer, or anything like that. It's normally about trying to solve a problem and then finding the best tool to do that. And it just so happens some people are better at using better tools. And I think we even think about careers in a lopsided way. We should really make a career of problems to solve. And then obviously we just use the skill sets we happen to have or are able to cultivate over time to solve those problems. So it's something really interesting to think about. Um, you know, kind of noted down to ask you all as a reflection today, what problems are in your bucket right now? What are the biggest things you're concerned about? And if you want to journal on them or think about them deeper or reflect on them during the day, think about how you probably are aware of objectively they're not the end of the world, but it doesn't feel that way right now. And sometimes it can help get you off that negative wavelength by also having other things which grab your, that thinking brain, that astro brain. You repurpose the dog. You can't silence the dog, but you can give it another bone to chase. This has been the With Joe Eby podcast. Uh, just remember, the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others go back to the start if you haven't listened before because all these episodes are made in order and you can find out more on the website www.withjoeweeby.com link in the show notes thank you very much for listening and i will see you again tomorrow